Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. Our podcast is supported by the Fabrica Five Cigar Company. Straight from the Honduran factory to your hands, the company was built by Rob Isla of Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame and Cuban master blender Hamlet Peretti's. The entire cigar line is blended by Rob and Hamlet and is refined with feedback from a hand-selected tasting panel, the Friends of El Habano Forum, and smokers like you. You can even jump on the FOH Forum right now and post reviews and comments. And you might even hear from Rob or Hamlet when you do. Rob has opened the discount floodgates and now exclusive to Lizard listeners, Fabrica 5 is offering 10% off the entire store. That's all five packs, all 25 count bundles, all 50 count bundles using promo code LIZARDPOD at Fabrica005.com. That's code LIZARDPOD, one word. Plus, worldwide free shipping from Miami on all orders over $125 US. Again, use code LIZARDPOD for 10% off the entire Fabrica 5 store right now. That's Fabrica005.com. Fabrica005.com. You must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo. Tonight, I'm joined by Rooster, Senator Pagoda, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some scotch, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 87th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a New World cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We smoke a brand new 4th of July release featuring American tobacco. We discuss the Titanic submersible disaster, and we debate the best burgers and fries for the holiday, all among a variety of other things for the next 90 minutes. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair 15-year age, the Dimple Pinch, blended scotch with the EP Carrillo Pledge of Allegiance 2023. A Toro tonight on the pod from EP Carrillo out of the Dominican Republic. It's called the Pledge of Allegiance. It's a limited edition 2023 release. And boys, I have good news. What is that? We are patriots tonight. Happy yes, 4th of July. Oh, we sure are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I didn't know what we were going to play, but now I know. Are we doing this? Should we stand up? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do the Pledge of Allegiance. Very patriotic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Duh. Fuck, Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a 6 by 54 Toro. <laughs> and I think for the first time, it's uh, this is the first cigar that we've had on the podcast that has USA ingredients in it. 
This it, is a USA wrapper on it. I can't. I can barely see the cigar in the wrapping. I would, that's where I was going. <laughs> I mean, the footband on this is four inches long. Yeah, you're only getting an inch of visual of the wrapper at the top. Literally three quarters of this cigar is covered in bands. It's obscene. I don't understand <laughs> it. All I can see is the head of the cigar. It's obscene. What is the? What is the? I, I don't understand why cigar manufacturers are doing this. No, they were trying to protect the cigar. You think so? No. They're trying to hide it. <laughs> Wait, this has to be the biggest footband we've ever seen on a cigar so it's I half the stick i just took my footband off yeah. it is significant it is. i could wrap a christmas present in this so be careful when you take the footband off because it, it took a chunk the off the wrapper yeah, oh, yeah. from the glue oh really mm -hmm. were yeah. you trying to pull it out or did you actually un no i just peeled it peeled it i yeah. have to say though the aroma on the wrapper is delicious it smells great it's unbelievable. Now, look look at this cigar without the footband on it. Yeah, that handsome. is really elegant. It's handsome. I got to say, I'm, I, I can only speak for mine. I'm now understanding why they had the footband. Mine has like weird indentations yeah, mine does too. On, the on the wrapper. This, this yeah. was intentional to hide a shitty wrapper. I'm oh, sorry. Boy. I have, well, well, I hey, listen, this is the holes. USA episode. It's July 4th. We yeah, are yeah. patriots. There you go. We're patriots, There bam. you go. God bless America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. E.P. Carrillo needs to love America a little more. A little bit more. <laughs> this is not their best effort. But take a whiff of the wrapper, though. It does smell great. It's so good. You know, I wanted to say right, something. I agree so with that. Wow. This is the third E.P. Carrillo we've done on the pod. We did the Pledge prequel. We did the La Historia El Senador. Yeah. And we've done this one. The prequel the, was mediocre. Yeah. El Senador was tremendous. Excellent. Tremendous. Hopefully this is closer to the La Historia. Now, the thing I'll say is, the thing that's unique about E.P. Carrillo is, is if you took the bands off, I can tell an E.P. Carrillo versus any other New World cigar in that they have this odd pseudo box press that the shape of their cigars is unlike any other. It's, it's not a box mm -hmm. press in, in yeah. that like a Padron, I feel, is a little bit more square. Yeah, it is. Theirs is more like an oval or something that I think is very unique to them. It's imperfect. I, I agree with that, but I actually really like it. I do too. I love the feel of an EP Carrillo in hand. I wish that the flavor and performance of many of their sticks were better, but I I really do like it's like a very just a very soft box press, not like a rigid sure. hard box. The press. oval comparison makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But having said that, EP Carrillo does a really good job with their cigars overall. Meaning overall, they've, they've had a lot of top ten cigars. A lot, a lot of, the of guys, number ones. They've had. I think they've had more number ones. In the last 20 years than any other manufacturer. Wow. Oh, really? With oh, Cigar wow. Aficionado, yeah. Yeah, I know a yeah. lot of my friends uh, like the E.P. Carrillo. Not anymore uh, as much, but... E.P. Carrillo. 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 Carrillo, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I, like, I'm looking forward to smoking this one. Yeah. yeah, I am too. I will say, smell the foot. Yeah, no, it's awesome. The foot it's and the It's really, really nice. It's very fragrant. It's promising. Wow. Very promising. Now, is this a Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper? I don't know what the what yeah. the it just says USA wrapper. It's not specific. I'm thinking it's Florida, based on the color of it. Wow. Uh, Ecuadorian binder and USA, Dominican and Nicaraguan filler. Oh my filler. gosh! So that there's two components of this that are USA. So that certainly is very intentional in the blend, given that this is uh, for the Fourth of July, 1776. I think America. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's cut this thing boys see we're getting on the cold draw and the wrapper which we've already talked a little bit about i'm very very hopeful because um you know i know pagoda and i we were talking about this about a week ago 
the La Historia El Senador, I started reaching for those again, and I hadn't really since we bought those boxes after we had a, such a successful podcast with them. Man, they're smoking great. Yeah. I have a box. For and what? I, eight, 10, 12 bucks? I don't, I don't even remember how much they are. They're very good. Yeah, very incredible value. And they never they never let you down. Yeah. I, I remember you were smoking that day before yesterday or something. A couple yeah. of days ago. Yeah, I remember. Last week, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah. Love that cigar. My draw is perfect. Love it. Just yeah. a slight bit of resistance. I get no resistance, and I kind of don't like that. So I get no resistance, but honestly, I kind of love it because yeah. I just think of like the last five cigars I've smoked, the overwhelming majority were Cuban. Plugged. And I've had either like a plugged experience or just a little more resistance than I want. So this being wide open, mm. I'm actually very happy right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited to try this tonight, boys. Let's light this thing. The EP Carrillo, Pledge of Allegiance Limited Edition 2023. It's a Toro, 54 ring gauge by six inches. We don't do a ton of Toros on the pod. We don't reach for them a lot here in the group. We nope. either go bigger or smaller. That's right. It's kind of right in the middle. But this doesn't feel like a Toro to me. This kind of feels like a longer Robusto just because of the box press, I think. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, very hopeful feel. tonight. No, I agree with you. I, it, it's very Pajonesque in terms of the overall shape. I don't know. It is. It is. So like we said, it has the dark blue, the navy blue footband that took up about a little, <laughs> you know, a little under half of the cigar. And then there's two other bands on it. There's a classic EP Carrillo band on it. And then under that, it's a white band with Pledge of Allegiance 2023. Obviously, all of this culminating, uh, coming together for the July 4th holiday this year, which actually I had a hell of a time finding the cigar in time for us to review it uh, in time for July 4th. But Finally got my hand on a box of 10. Reasonably priced, only 20 bucks a cigar. So I was happy about that. And, and this is new, right? Like, yeah, it it just literally, I literally got it like three days ago. When did this come out? Last week. Oh, really? Yeah, like it just shipped. Rooster, beautiful on a light, no? Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I got to say, it, it's rich and it, it it's it's got some really nice flavor on the light. Yeah, so far I like it. You're going to laugh, but on the retro hail... I got a, a slight lemon type of thing. Weird. Yeah, it's got in a, a great way. It's got a little citrus element. I was gonna say, I look, look at Bam trying to avoid the word citrus. I, <laughs> <laughs> I got some lemon on that. A lemon orangey. You were definitely trying to. Avoid I was it. absolutely trying to avoid that word. <laughs> mm, this is really nice so far. Very nice. Nice on the light. You know, it feels unlike most toros for me. It feels really good in the hand. Yeah, it's not really. I mean, to me, it's not a Toro. It doesn't feel like no. a bulky cigar. Yeah. Like, it feels good in the hand. The Toro has always been a boring Vitola for some reason. Whenever you say me. Toro, I just think back to, like, the Davidoff Millennium, Millennium Toro. Toro. Like boring that's a cigar that doesn't Quintessential well. Toro, you know. Actually, I must say that I've been having the uh, Toros uh, in uh, uh, the Davidoff uh, Dominicanos, and they've been fantastic. Not I, the Zeno. I like Senator's it. reaction. What's going on over there? Wow. Very flavorful, right? I really like this cigar. Yeah, I, it is. It's really I'm so good. surprised. I mean, look, you know, the foot band, it's three quarters of it's covered in bands. That just turns me off from the start. Yeah. I take it off. The wrapper, I think, needed some repair. Um, this is tremendous on the light. No. Yeah, really I'm good. getting so much flavor, flavor, but it's so smooth. Very smooth. The smoke output is... Re- 
the smoke output on this cigar is like a 58 <laughs> ring gauge. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Senator is ramped up right now. <laughs> I'm fired up. He's a goddamn patriot. I That's it. right. America. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You know, I'm going to say that the whole recording. <laughs> you know, we're only an eighth of an inch in, so I'm hoping it continues. You Great. know, right now it kind of reminds me of a Liga with some citrus. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's like a, a Dominican. Liga. It's like a Dominican Liga where it's a little bit smoother, a little bit more timid. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not kicking you in the face. But the smoke output kind of reminds you of the yeah. Liga. I agree. This, this, I'm so happy right it's now. Quite, yeah, this it, is really good. It's quite tasty. So again, this is a celebration of uh, America. Obviously, E.P. Carrillo family released this. Uh, you know, inspired by their journey from Cuba to America. And they say, just as the family persevered through adversity and nurtured their rich history, each carefully rolled cigar embodies the same spirit of resilience and unwavering dedication to excellence. Um, so this comes, this is on a little piece of paper inside the box. If you guys ah. see the box oh, here, that's cool. it's a really nice uh, varnished black uh, and red colored box, blue and oh, red. Oh, blue and red. Okay. You know, come on, bam, we're America. patriots. <laughs> uh, with, uh, with some flags on it and stuff. I mean, you know, it seems like a very cool release. And I don't think a lot of high-level cigar manufacturers, certainly ones that have had the success, as Pagoda mentioned, as E.P. Carrillo has, have done releases specific to American holidays like yeah. this. and it, It's very cool. Yeah. I must say, good job, Ernesto Perez. Yeah. yeah so far. Yeah, so yeah far. this is really yeah. good so far. Absolutely. Actually, you know, uh, right before... Uh, Coming to the pod, I was just listening. I was researching this a little bit, and I came across a YouTube uh, video with E.P. Korea. Yeah, YouTube. <laughs> and uh, you sound like Rooster. Yeah, and uh, so I just uh, played it, and it was uh, Ernesto talking about his uh, overall objective once again. You know, uh, talking about how America's, uh, uh, how he's been, he and his family have been able to live the American dream. And they came, I think, in the late 50s, and they, they've been able to establish business and kids' school. And and uh, so this is really a tribute to all Americans and immigrants coming to the U.S. Uh, so I think the overall objective of the cigar is fantastic. I agree. And it's fun to, you know, we're sitting here, you know, coming up on the July 4th holiday. This episode's going to come out on yep. actually on July 4, yep. which is a Tuesday this year when, when our episodes drop. It's nice to, you know, kind of, Celebrate that with a cigar that's intentionally blended and made. It's very to cool. celebrate, very a, cool. as you said, the American dream. Yeah, America, <laughs> America, and uh, I told th you. There's definitely one more thing. I think the uh, overall theme of that, uh, of what I got out of it, was he really talked a lot about blending and how, you know, the wrapper, the binder, and the fillers are extremely important. And in this case, obviously, using two of the American, the wrapper and and one of the binders. Um, is, uh, you know, how it's contributing towards the American sentiment. But um, he said this blend is something where he's trying to keep up with the EP career, um, you know, overall, um, whatever the word is. Um, yeah, the ethos. ethos. Right? You know, yeah, yeah, correct. Their, their flavor yeah. profile, their ethos. Yeah, yeah. Very well said, yeah. And yeah. at the same time, you know, uh, try, try and experiment a little bit and, um, it's it's smoking fantastic. You know what I love about this from a blending standpoint? I was about I, to go there. I love that... There's American product in it. I love that American product was exported to the Dominican Republic 
and blended in the cigar and brought back. Has, I love that. Has anyone here ever had a cigar with any American? Yeah, dab it off, dude. American product? Well, the wrapper is Connecticut shade Connecticut, wrapper. Yeah. All of it? Not all of it. All of it. The whole wrapper. I didn't just, know that. Just the wrapper, not just not the, the filler. Okay. All right. Well, is the filler in this from the U.S. or just yeah, the, the filler? No, yeah, Part the filler is, is yeah. not the binder. Yeah. yeah. Part oh, of the okay. filler. It's interesting. It's yeah. a blend of so U.S., that, Dominican, and Nicaragua. That's very, you haven't had. That's just a very, the very cool experience right yeah. now. It is. So Ernesto Perez started La Gloria Cubana in the U.S., you know, from well, from Dominican Republic, he was, and then he eventually sold it to. Uh, Did he? I think yeah, you're right. Probably. I think he's right. Yeah. I yeah. love the La Gloria line, Series yeah. R number five for me. You said that, yeah. It's worth. It's something that we should look. We're at. We're gonna have to do that on the pod because we've actually had some listeners email about that. Is that specifically right? saying that number five non-Cuban? No, just non-Cuban oh. Lagoria Cubana. Oh, great. Well, they they also just this week came out with a new line. I saw that. It's. Base, I think they're calling it like the Series S. Yeah, and, and it's, it's got it's a black a, band underneath. Yeah, yeah, and they're saying it's a Maduro wrapper, which what's crazy is I think the wrapper on their regular line is pretty dark. Dude, it's- This wrapper on this Maduro, it's like Even black. darker? It's like jet black. <laughs> oh, God. It's crazy. I don't know if I like that, but interesting. <laughs> wow. The flavor on this is really, it's really, delicious. really interesting. It's delicious. I, I would say it's medium full. But it's not it's not that kind of you know put you know padrone Nicaraguan let's say full that you're getting a little bit of a kick. I think it I think the body is there, the flavor's there, but it's not um it's not kicking you around. No, I it's think not, the finish it's not, not for, a lot of spice. Sorry, yeah, it, yeah. The finish is on a sweeter side for me. I think it's extremely refined. I mean, what I'm just why I'm excited about this cigar. I think m- many like me we look for full flavor with a smooth delivery. And I think the delivery on this is extremely smooth, like Padron level smooth. Yeah. And I'm getting a ton of flavor. I, I, this, it checks all the boxes right now. How much again for this? 20 bucks? 20 bucks. It is. Honestly, it, I got it for, you know, I got it with a 15% off at Cigar, Cigars Direct. Right. So I think I got them for 185. It's smoking like Something a complex top. cigar. And it is. I think, again, it's punching above its weight class. I agree. Yeah. If this were 25, I think this is well worth well, it. I agree. Yeah. And listen, this is going to give us hopefully a good hour and a half, hour 15, hour and a half of, of you know, a, a nice experience smoking this tonight. And I love the, And I love the size. The bright white ash. Yeah. And it's pretty razor sharp. It's pretty cool. And think about it. This has only been in my tower for four days before we're smoking it because it just came out. So, you know, it's not like it's, uh, it's, it certainly doesn't feel very, you know, humid. Yeah, no issues at all. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing fantastic. I'm most encouraged about, and I hope I'm not saying this too early, but any cigar that comes out to commemorate an occasion, Chinese New Year, right? The year of the rat, year of the ox, all yeah, this stuff every suck. year. They're never good. They're not. And, you know, and, and you understand why. Like, it, it's meant to be a limited, just, you know, once a year kind of thing. They're not going to put, they're not investing the time and the quality of product in something that is literally going to come out once, not be part of the standard of production. So when I saw this whole 4th of July thing, I said, you know, great for the podcast, but I wasn't expecting much because I have yet to have something that is tied to a day, a holiday, anything like that, be satisfying. Right. And this is really way exceeded my expectations. I completely agree. Yeah, this is very, very delicious. Yeah. And I think they, I think they've, they've, you know, at least, in, at least in the first third here, I think they've, they've certainly uh, checked a lot of the boxes that they, they were gunning for. 
you know, I think the flavor is really great. I can yeah. see Senator in Montego Bay on July 4th smoking. <laughs> and the Picarillo. Don't, don't place him regionally, but that could happen. No, I'm just kidding. That, that, is, that is where I'll be this year. Oh, yeah, you'll be in Jamaica, right? Yeah. Every oh, 4th of July I've always spent in the U.S. This will be the first one I'm actually going to be on vacation that All week. All right. Lizard fans, leave them alone. Don't go over there. Right. Paparazzi, stay yeah, away. No, no lizard paparazzi. Please. El Senador, let's stay away from El Senador. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to fly there because I think Air Jamaica no longer exists and you have to take a boat to survive. Mm. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm effectively taking a boat. I'm flying United there. So. <laughs> Here we go. Shank. Here we go. So I wanted to read one more thing. So this little insert that they put in the box of cigars, the last paragraph, it says, with every puff, you'll experience the heart and soul of the family's legacy, a testament to their passion for the art of cigar making. Unveil this exclusive limited release and immerse yourself in a story of triumph, a tale that echoes through the meticulous craftsmanship of the E.P. Carrillo Pledge of Allegiance. You know, I like that. Sentence. I do too, and it actually is holding up to that statement. It is. And it's rare that a, a maker of anything actually backs up their words with the product that they put out. It's really amazing. This is really and good, it's, and it's doing a job. And I you agree. know what I like too is the Pledge of Allegiance. You think about their main line arguably with being number one a couple of years ago is the pledge. They have another line, the allegiance, and then they have the La Historia. You know, so Pledge of Allegiance is combining two of their more successful lines. America! <laughs> to, to celebrate history. I mean, this is great. We're going to play a drinking game with the, the listeners. Every time Bam does that, you have you, to take a shot. Take a yeah. shot. You got to take a shot. People are going to die. We got to be careful. <laughs> yeah, I'll be doing it often. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed with this cigar for, for 20 bucks so far. And I also, uh, Bam and Rooster are calling this out very early, the citrus in this cigar. It's there. Um, it's the, not citrus. It's lemon. Sorry, it's well, lemon. It's for lemon. me, all right. It's, it's lime and lemon. I'll <laughs> say it again. It's but, citrus. But very, very seriously. When you first said that, I had just maybe had a puff and it, yeah. it hadn't quite registered. But now, it's with uh, half inch in, I really get that. Yeah. And what's shocking about it is, I don't think I've ever smoked a cigar with this dark of a wrapper with origins from Nicaragua that I would, or any ingredients from Nicaragua that I would say have citrus notes. It's not common at all. Here's what's interesting about the cigar, and I want to piggyback on what you just said. There aren't many cigars like this that I would smoke in the summer months. This cigar is a great summer candidate. I agree. I think because of what you're getting right now. This is a good summer cigar. Yeah, because it's not overwhelming. It's very smooth. There is that citrus. I think it works great. Yeah, I'm bringing this to Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. You should. Yeah. I am. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Buy a yeah, take of a couple of those. Awesome. Yeah. You know uh, the way it's smoking. I so obviously, like I think Padron smoke very similar to this, and the aging room. I I remember I used to smoke the El Guente, which has a little more of a resistance. And then when I, somebody handed over an aging room, the Quattro to me, I said it's great. I like the flavors, but it's too wide open a draw for me. But um, it's smoking very similar. And now I really enjoy the aging room Quattro. Every time this you know, is a, I'm going to try it. That's a good cigar. I used to like that yeah. a lot when it first came out. This is more complex to me. No, it is more complex. Oh, yeah. But I think the overall, uh, you know, when you're smoking in terms of the draw, yeah, it's oh, a yeah, little yeah. lighter. It's very, uh, 
easy to the creaminess you know, does yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. that's, that's all true. And the other thing with the, comparing this to the Quattro, this is a lot smoother. Oh, I yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. What we when we did the aging room Quattro on the mm-hmm. podcast, I think the the overall thing I took away from it was it needed more age. Agree. You know, remember to have <laughs> the irony, the, the the irony of the name. <laughs> you know, it needed more age than it had when we'd smoked it. Yeah, you let that sit for a year. I'm, I'm sure it'd be great. Yeah, and 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 this is fresh off the line. And it I is, don't know, you know, there's no age statement on this. I'm not sure how much this is aged. I certainly think there's some age on this there's tobacco. There's no doubt. Yeah, there has to be a few tobacco. years. It would have to be, right? I mean, I just say that this is smoking like a Padron. And the Padron 64 line, we all know, has, what, four years, four years of age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is impossible that this is young tobacco. This has to have at least a few years. It's so smooth. It must. It's complex. Uh, and I'm sure, you know why? Because uh, the price point... For a lot of the EP careers are much lower. They're close to ten to fourteen bucks. Yeah, this would be a premium cigar. This is a premium cigar, yeah. I think, for that. That's right. Have you guys smoked any Toros or longer in EP Carrillo? Because I've only think I've only done what I think are the Robustos, the Pledge Prequel, and the La Historia El Senador are th- both Robustos. I think Pagoda probably would, would do. I've would done know the, more I, than any of us. I've done the. Um, the I, re- I really enjoy the uh, EP. I used to. This is years ago, which I still do once in a while. Is the EP Carrillo the Encore, and the Encore has a really. I don't even know what you call it. It's like oh, I know what you call it. I've had it. Uh, yeah, it's a really <laughs> it's big very cigar. Unique. It's like it's like a what little. Would you, it's what a would little, you call it? It's like. It's it's a bigger Toro. I don't know. It's oh, I thought you were talking about the flavor. Oh, the flavor. It's oh no, a, it's that's Woody an and creamy. ass kicking cigar. No, no, yeah, the, the Encore is light. No, oh, very light. Is it's that right? Medium, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the, Woody the, creamy. The Encore we have to review at some point. Mm. I had it's it, the only one we haven't done from their main lines. Right? Oh, Allegiance perfect. and Encore. Perfect. So nice. that's that's all the reason for us to do it. But I had it. There's um a cigar bar I've, I've probably mentioned before uh, in DC, uh, Shelley's. Shelley's, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, that's like the place to smoke cigars in D.C. And when I was living there, one of the things I really like about Shelly's, actually, I don't know that I've ever told all of you guys this, and I wish other places would do this, but every year when Cigar Aficionado puts out their top 25 list, Shelly's procures every one of the top 25, and on their cigar menu, you can buy every single one of the top 25. Really? And as we all know, when that list comes out, when you go to retailers, People flock to go try and buy them, mm-hmm. and they sell out very quickly. Yeah, so it's impossible the, to find, especially the top five. That's the thing. So I love when I every year I would do this. I live in D.C. for six years, and when I would go there, I could always kind of work my way through the line, and that's they wouldn't cool. mark them up too aggressively. So one of the years, the Encore was like number one or number two. So I had I bought it there to try it. And I was a little surprised. I said, oh, this is much more mild than I would normally pursue in a cigar. But the flavor was so unique. And I, I, I've never had a cigar where I would describe this as being a dominant flavor note. But tea. Mm. Mm. I was getting like floral and tea notes. And it mm. was so smooth and even creamy. And I have to say, it was an enjoyable cigar. Not my perfect wheelhouse. I'm usually looking for something a little bolder or more firmly medium and full. But it was well done for what it, it's trying to do. That's so we should we should try it. Absolutely. I think that this cigar with this wrapper on it, I think this would perform very well outdoors in the yeah. summer. Yeah, well, like a little bit said, of wind, like we said earlier. Yeah, yeah. Even even with a little bit of wind, it'll which hold certainly up. Yeah. you're not going to pull a lot of cigars out. Obviously, we talk about padrones or, sure. 
or Davidoff's maybe performing well outside. Mm-hmm. This would be a powerhouse on the golf course. Oh yeah, outdoors. I mean, this would this would work great in any sort of scenario. Uh, so exactly because you know I was thinking about it. I said this could be a really a good to go to take to the golf course for sure. Yeah, yeah. This is a great golf course to go. Look at the burn on it. Excellent. I mean, I have oh, look at Giz, Giz great ash. cigar. Yeah, I, I'm I'm coming up on two inches of ash here. Yeah, and it's holding very firmly. You're adventurous. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be all over my shirt in a minute, but. You know, this is uh, this is very nice. This gives me faith. Oh yeah, I'm just such a skeptic at this point with these holiday releases. It this is. this really gives me faith that they're worth trying, and you may just find a gem like this. So far, seems to be. I had the year of the rabbit a few weeks ago. It Davidoff. Was, yeah, it was very mediocre. So a lot of these, like you say, the holiday releases, they're not worth pursuing. This is special. To me, you know, I like a certainly a, a brand or a, a manufacturer like E.P. Carrillo is not as big as certainly Dominican like Davidoff. Certainly not as big as a, a manufacturer like Davidoff. And and what I hope for a brand like this is that their limited editions are few and far between, so that they can nail it like they did with this. Whereas I think Davidoff has kind of got into this thing where they're chasing their own tail, where they have to release you know a certain number of limited editions, the year of the. And and all these, you know, they even do kind of regional things. They release cigars for different, you know, uh, retailers around the world. I mean, they're making so many. Their catalog is huge. It's so huge. And it's like, I appreciate Padron or oh. even Ipicarillo, like where they're not putting out five or 10 new cigars each year. It's controlled quality. Exactly. And that matters. And I think it's a, you know, when you're diluting your product, like with Davidoff, it almost turns me off to almost anything new they release. Aside from maybe the Millennium Lancero, which we love yeah, that line. we like that. And we love that size. And the chefs. And the, yeah. chef, and the chefs. The thing I like about the chef's edition from Davidoff is they only do that every four or five years. That's not an annual thing. That's true. You know, and they collaborate with chefs, you know, who have amazing palates and they're, you know, they're working on that blend over and over to refine it. But but to your point, it's like if you were to look at this as a batting average, E.P. Creo doesn't come out with a bunch of limited releases and these special holiday sticks and stuff like that. So, you know, if this holds up, like they may be batting 1,000 or 500 or whatever the case may be. Davidoff comes out with so many, even though there are ones we like, like the Millennium Lancero, like the number one, and like the chefs, the the number they put out, they're batting like 200. It's yeah, crazy. they're batting like 138, like right. they're high payroll playing for the Mets. It's too much. <laughs> Why? Why? That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Rooster, back me up. How Why? about that you Mets know, boys? <laughs> enough. Enough with the Yankee fans commenting on the Mets. Thank oh, you. Here we go. Please. I think, Thank you. I think the I think the world is commenting and laughing at the Mets right now. Uh, it's horrible. No man. sports tonight. Okay. <laughs> hey, even though I'm a Yankees fan, I took some photographs with some of your Mets yes. legends. Yes, you did. Did you meet? Oh yeah, you met yeah. some of the legends. Yeah. Right? Ho- sure. Hojo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pagoda was Strawberry, at some event. Yeah. No, yeah. I was. I was just actually hanging out in a cigar lounge. Oh, I thought you in, were in an uh, event. With this them. is Matadors in Long Island, and a lot of the Mets legends, just six, seven of them, just came down. That's cool. And uh, we were able to take photographs uh, with Strawberry uh, hugging one of the lizards, and uh, 
It was just great. It was uh, it was a, f- a fun environment. That so. was the golden age of the Mets, man. What, 86? 40 years ago? Oh. 86, man. 40, 86. 40 years ago. Sorry, years. sorry. That was the only age of the Mets. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm a Jets and Mets fan. The golden ages have passed long ago, but still you hang on to those But years. This is a great cigar, boy. So I just ashed. I have a question. Two, uh, two, uh, two inches of ash just fell off. Excellent. Yeah, you're going through that cigar. I'm about the same as you. Yeah, I guess so. Did yeah. it fall on you or on the floor? Uh, some of it fell on the floor. <laughs> right. Well, it's good to know I it's not that. just at my place that you actually <laughs> the floor. I'm glad to see that. <laughs> Bam, your question. The retro hail on this. Have you tried that? It's excellent. It is. That's where I'm getting the most citrus on the retro. But on a, a traditional draw, I'm getting. I am getting earth tones. A little a deep yeah, coffee. It's, it's got some earthy, A little bit. Yeah, yeah, and cocoa. Yeah, right. well, it's good not to know it's not cocoa. just at my place. The, that this you this has a weird I'm glad dynamic to see that. about this cigar. And I'm glad you said that because I was going to talk about three of the components of it, but I'll go to a fourth. So the draw of the cigar, the flavor of the draw is number one, is different than the retrohale. It number is. two, it is. which is different than the aroma at the burn line. It is. Number three, at which is different than the aroma at the foot of the cigar. If you smell where you're drawing, there's four distinct but very complementary I get floral on the foot. It's really weird, but Citrus really on nice. The, on the retro, on the traditional draw, I'm getting earth earth tones. It's and not like leather. Yeah. A but little bit of leather. In a good way, though. Like, way. like smell both ends of the cigar yeah, without no. drawing. They're different, but yeah. very complimentary. That's, it's amazing. And potpourri I'm getting on the smoke. Potpourri. A little bit of potpourri. Yo, Maybe what a drink. great smoke out, but this is fantastic. This is really nice. This is one of the most complex new worlds I've had in a long time, arguably yeah. ever. I mean, yeah. truly, like these flavor notes you guys are calling out, at some point or another, I've gotten citrus, I've got coffee, cocoa, so, earth. I'm just shocked. It's like spicy and sweet at the same time. Absolutely yes. punching yeah. above its weight class. And the complexity is there. Yeah, this to me at its size, you know, where it is right now, $20 is a really nice value for the experience you're getting and the length of it. Because you have so many cigars that are Robustos, which are an inch or an inch and a half shorter than this. You know, Davidoff, I mean, how much is a Millennium Robusto? 28 bucks. 28, 30 bucks. Something like In that. In the city, probably 35. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're looking at almost double the price of this Toro. And I'll be blunt, this is more complex than that cigar. 100%. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, this is really delicious. Guys, please don't buy the cigar. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, just he's making a point. I'm just kidding. It's true because. Who said that I'd rather buy it at a discount at some point? Yeah, no, no, no. You're not wrong because it's hard to find a cigar at this price that's so incredible. It's yeah, just, I hope they. I hope that they release this annually or more boxes because they've only released uh, 1,776 boxes of this. So this will be an annual thing, I guess? I don't know. I mean, hopefully I hope this not. is successful. But yeah. I mean, I have to say, I'm sorry. I really wish this were a standard production. I agree. A hundred percent agree. I would buy this. I don't even, at this point, I'm willing to say it. I don't care what happens in the second half. <laughs> if Just how great the first half has been. Yeah. I'd buy it just to enjoy the first half as much as I am right I now. I agree with you. You know what? Yeah. You're a real patriot over there, Senator. <laughs> America. America. <laughs> <laughs> Take a drink, folks. Take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of drinking, yeah. what um what are you guys planning to do? I know, you know, you know, obviously this will come out on July 4th for the listeners. We're a few days ahead of that here. 
Uh, what are your guys? What, what what's the plan for uh, the July Fourth holiday? What do you guys do usually? Well, usually we go away, but this year we're going to stay at the homestead and relax, barbecue a little bit, maybe chill, smoke cigars, get together with the neighbors. Nice, yeah. So it's like a neighborhood thing, kind of. Okay, Pagoda, what are your what's your what are your plans this year? Our town has one of these parades where my wife is really involved in building a float and the kids and. So I'll be involved there, and then generally what happens is we all end up in, you know, all the organizers, they have a little big uh, do, and it's a barbecue, and we just chill. Nice. Um, typically, we'll have a lot of American beer, like Bud, Bud Light, but this year I think we'll have to go for Modelo. Because <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the rumor. That, that's the number Bud one Light is out, beer. apparently. I love Modelo. <laughs> you know, we live in the same town, yeah. and the whole 4th of July float design and construction, it's a real thing. It's a passionate thing. Is it like competitive? A little bit competitive with it the is. neighborhoods. Really? Yeah. It is. Yeah. So, oh, so what oh, it is sections is, of town, they there compete? There are, well, you've got east side and west side, but you also have the schools, schools. that are representing the elementary, elementary ah. schools. They each put out a float, and it is very competitive. Hmm. So the irony, what I've heard, I've heard that the, the east side schools go all out. They do. Like they make everything we, that's true the west side schools do nothing and they just buy shit and like <laughs> just drive it down the street. you hire out <laughs> and, and, and the west side schools win every time wow i don't know about that but that's that's true though. i'm assuming uh, senator lives on the west side is I that do. what he's alluding yeah. to <laughs> okay, senator what are your plans oh yeah you're gonna be away right yeah. I, I am but i this is just notable for me because every fourth of july for my whole life, I'm, I'm always home. I love to barbecue. So like I'll have some friends over. It's the only time during the year. I mean, I love burgers. I wish I could eat them every day. I, I would, that would not be good for me. But um, Fourth of July is like the one day I grill like burgers, all that. Um, and I, I do make a great burger. So at some point we'll have to do oh, a little can lizard. I, can I, can you, can you explain, can you talk I, to I'm us? I'm going to guess that burgers? he's got some great poupon nearby. No, no. <laughs> the key to a great burger is simplicity. Like anyone who fucks up burgers overcomplicates it. A great burger, don't buy anything frozen. Get fresh ground beef, 80%. Gotta have fat in there. Um, Do you, you make your own patties? I make my own patties. Okay. You don't get them pre made. That's All another right. mistake. 80 20. Now we're cooking. 80 20. Bam, you, very civilized over yes, here. Very I like civilized. It. I'm glad to hear this. You make your own patties. You've gotta have the dimple in the middle. <laughs> Everybody knows what I'm talking about, right? You gotta have shove the, your thumb your in there. Thumb in yeah, the middle, yeah. Because the only way it's gonna cook evenly, it rises in the middle, and so when you put the dimple, it makes sure that the whole burger is gonna cook evenly. So that middle is medium, Good which technique. is what I usually cook my burger to. I'm even fine with medium rare, but medium is, is kind of as much as I want to cook it. Um, salt and pepper. That's it. Nothing. Crazy. People throw all this crazy shit on it. It's like a steak. You shouldn't throw a I crazy agree. seasoning on a steak. Salt and pepper. You're good to go. Are you going for cheese? No cheese. Cheese. Yes. See, and, I don't do uh, I don't do cheese. I love the, the cheese. The key is the bun. Oh, you potato bun. Oh, yeah. potato oh, bun's potato crucial. bun. Martin, not a yes. Oh, you got to yeah. do Martin. But toast it on. Martin. You got to toast that on the barbecue, though, right? Yeah. Thing. Okay. That's so you, huge. These are my people. You guys get it. This is, this, is exactly listen, it. this is episode. I don't know. Ninety eight. <laughs> what episode? Cannot, is Eighty seven. You can't make a burger on a. We grill are your people without toasting the bun. That's you gotta the toast the bun. It'll so get too soggy. You get a great potato bun. You can also do brioche. Brioche, oh, brioche is great. That's nice. That's to me, good. those are the only two <laughs> buns that are acceptable for a burger. The I reason agree. I'm passionate about it, I do this once a year. Again, if it wouldn't kill me, I'd eat it every day. Yeah. But I do it mm -hmm. once a year. You have a brioche or a, a potato bun. You open it, put it face down on the grill, 
get some nice grill marks on there so it's soft, but just with a little crunch from yep. the grill. You put that on, you need a great quality Jersey tomato or wherever you are, just a great quality tomato. I like a nice thick tomato, mm-hmm. some like bib lettuce. You got to have the bib. Yes. He, oh, there's, a bit of, there's a bit of you sweetness You got to have that. the bib. Yep. Bib lettuce. And um, then from there, you know, ketchup, whatever else, uh, condiment wise you want to put on All right, there. Let's talk Hold on. Wait, let's, let's talk, talk che- condiments. cheese. I want to know oh, what kind of cheese uh, you're going cheese. for. So I, I like cheddar, but I'll also do Cheddar's American. awesome. Yeah, cheddar and American. There you go. Have you Say ever it. tried putting the cheese in the America? <laughs> no, I do not like this. You don't I like do that? do not like this. Wait, wait, so wait. You don't like what? He asked if you ever put the cheese inside the burger, and I said no. I don't like it. No. Stuffed burgers. Here's why. No, no, no. Here, Iron Horse. Here's why. Yeah. Yes. So Iron yeah. Horse is famous for that. That's when true. I was a kid growing up in this area, I've had the Iron Horse burger. Us too. Here's my problem with it. A great burger that's cooked perfectly, you want to bite into that, and it's just like oozing juice. Yes. You want to see a pink center. Mm-hmm. When you have cheese there, they usually overcook it, and it ruins that experience. It's and like, you can't even out when you inject something into the. You're never. It's never going to be perfectly yeah, correct. Distributed. A little tough to cook the meat evenly when there's dairy. Hundred uh, percent. Very tough. Not yeah. even a little. And yeah. that's why, like, the edges now are so overcooked because you yeah. have to cook the center long enough for the yeah. cheese to be melty when you now, like bite into it. Let's talk no temperature good. of the meat. It's got to be rare, medium rare for me. I'm a medium rare guy on the burger. Medium I, rare. Yeah, and I like when you bite into it. Like you said, the juice comes out. It's red, and it permeates the bun a little bit, just a little yeah, bit. just a little bit. And it's I tremendous. Think, I think to Senator's point, I think the thumbprint helps create a situation in which yeah. you have a juicy burger that's not well, it won't leaking lift. into your hands all through the bun. Yeah. I want that when I bite into it. I don't want my hands to be messy. So a lot of a lot of burgers depending on how big and thick they are, they'll cup in the middle. The yeah. thumbprint keeps helps keep, keep that from happening. Cuz the middle yeah. rises when that's it's right. cooking. Yeah, that's cup. exactly it. So yeah. you guys all make your own patties? Yes. Yeah. Have do to. too. That's I the do. only way to do it, honestly. Right. No, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, so you, sometimes other times during the year, if you know, if the kids want something, I'll grab quick, it. I love quick. the Baba Burgers, you know, which I've are frozen. They're very good, yeah. but not on July 4th. I want to make my own. Of course. And I like to make them a little bigger. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like Senator's Thank saying. you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. This is what also kills with burgers. It's like, I don't like you know, the thin patty. No, none of that. None no. of that. People are like, oh, I'm trying to make burgers for a bunch of people. So they make these thin patties and people are needing to eat two burgers to be satisfied. You make one good size burger that's going to satisfy someone yep. that you cook like a steak that's going to have a temperature about it. Yes. It's going to be pink on the inside. Like Thank that's you. how a proper burger should be made. Now you mentioned condiments. All right. My, I have some very strong that's opinions a very, here. Well, I was going to say, it's a very personal thing for everyone that you invite a lot of people don't like the things that you like yeah i lay out about i want to hear personal. it i have opinions too. i, I, I lay it. out <laughs> i lay out listen I, I think ketchup is a little bit of a travesty but fine if you're a ketchup person mustard though i lay out five to ten different mustards for my guests to choose but i have strong wow. preferences I have strong. Can you pre- put I'm, your pinky out when you say that? I'm yeah. a mustard. Do you have grape poupon on the table? That's one of them, but I'm I don't sure. reach for that. I don't reach for no, 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 Col- no. Coleman's. Coleman's is Dude, the best mustard for a burger. I love the bright yellow color of Coleman's with, and I love ketchup. It's better on sausage, though. Yeah. I, I like Coleman's oh, on a burger. Yeah. Well, you know, so I'm glad to hear ahead, this that everyone it sounds like is doing well. At least 
Everyone's not doing him. mustard. <laughs> yeah, everyone's doing mustard. No, no, no. You're and, not doing ketchup. And Bam's no, 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 doing ketchup. I, I throw, I'm doing ketchup. So here's I how I do it. No, no, no. Hold on. Stop. Go I throw ahead. a little bit of ketchup on mine. I don't like the people who are heavy, heavy ketchup. No, no, no. That's tertiary to me. That's secondary tertiary to me. Okay. Mustard is number one. Mustard and onions are crucial. Number uh, wow. number one for me on the condiment. Ketchup, you, you like McDonald's. Yeah, well, McDonald's hot mustard is the greatest condiment. That's it ever really is. Created. I do love that. I hate to say it. But no, no, that's fine. But the thing with ketchup, I, you sound averse to it. It's absurd that he's averse to it. It can't be number one. Like ketchup. Ketchup can't be number one. Ketchup is absolutely number ketchup one. Ketchup that is shitty, that's like overly sweet. Well, you need no Heinz. Yeah. Heinz is the only yeah. ketchup. Yes, but but this is the thing. What I actually prefer. So like I want just like a little tartness, like a tomato hat, right? It's like sweet and a mm-hmm. little tart. Like a tomato is not just perfectly sweet. Never. And so like at this point, I think like regular Heinz is like a little too sweet. Uh-huh. But you get the one that's like with the uh like no high fructose corn syrup or oh. the shit that they add. Yeah, yeah. What's the it? maker? There's a maker. It's that... just like a no, no. Heinz, Heinz makes has it. various. They yeah, have they like have like a corns. organic one, basically, yeah. or a natural one. Where yeah. like they haven't used high fructose corn syrup. It's based on the actual fucking tomatoes that they're using to make it. That has sweetness and mm-hmm. that little tartness, tartness that you want in it. So for me, that's perfectly balanced to put on a burger. Now, here's I, a I question: Do you? So you don't go for mustard, Senator? I do. You do. Which What's your I mustard? was worried I would be. Here's a question. For me, I like a spicy brown mustard with I, it. I, I do but too. I haven't had Coleman's and Col- everything I've heard, it's very much in Can my I, wheelhouse. I'm going to lay out. Quintessential American. America. That's a quintessential American mustard. I'm going to lay out five mustards that I think are crucial to Go offer ahead. to your guests. Go ahead. You ready? And I have a question after. Go you ready? Yeah. Okay. Number one, Coleman's. Yes. Yellow mustard, which only comes one size in a little glass jar. Like this. Very small. Yep. Number two, spicy brown. Spicy brown. Which one? Now, I prefer Boar's Head Delicatessen I've had that. white wine. Yeah, yeah. Spicy mustard. I've had that. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You can really only get it at certain places. Incredible. Number three, I love Weber's mustard, which I can only find at Wegmans here in, in New Jersey. Weber's mustard, which is the closest. Haven't had it, but I've heard of it. It's the closest to McDonald's hot mustard that I've ever found. I think they might Is there make, spice to it? I think they might make Does McDonald's the hot mustard. have spice? It spice? has a little bit of a kick, but not as much as Coleman's. I think Grey Poupon you need to have on the table. And I think for the classic pedestrians that you have over your house, you have to offer French's regular nothing yellow wrong with, mustard. There's nothing wrong with French's. Yeah. It's a basic. Those are the five I'm you sorry, need on the table. Simple I'm mustard. sorry. You need French's those on the table. <laughs> No, I'm you sorry. guys. French's is, French's is out. Now the kids well, the love French's. They do. The pedestrians. The pedestrians. There's, there's no, pedestrians. Oh, yeah. there's no, yeah. there's the no pedestrians. pedestrians allowed at my home. I'm sorry. <laughs> French's is out. Okay, pedestrians are welcome at my home. Here's another question. Can I just say, sorry, we have to, th- this is an important component of this. Can we just say on French's, look, if I'm at a ball game and there's nothing else, fine, you're going to have French's. Mm-hmm. Pedestrian. But when you're mm-hmm. going to have the choice, it, it's like flavorless. Like there's nothing interesting yeah. about but kids, no, kids, true. kids love French's. They do love French's. Yeah, but we're not talking about kids. We're talking about lizards, grown Liz- lizards. That's true. That's true. <laughs> not baby I would, lizards. Okay, I have a question. I would add ahead, one more. One more condiment to that. So I do the habanero sauce that I make. Which I love. So good. I love what you make. And mix it with a little mayonnaise. Really? So make a little habanero aioli. Like an aioli. And put that on the burger because the mayonnaise will cut the spice level of the habanero. Yeah. And the mayonnaise, it's a nice touch to a burger, but with the habanero, it's like So for the listener, Rooster makes the absolute best, best spicy concoction. Oh, it's so good. I use it on everything. 
Yeah, I, I, put, on, I put on. By that's, the way, uh, on everything, I, everything from morning to night, it's on my meals. I did have it yesterday again. I need another it's batch. I, you, you I've gone out. through. I've gone through all three jars. Yeah, no, and I, I got give three him three my. Jars. I thought I'm the only one in. Are you giving him the empty <laughs> jars? I will. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so I um, I'm obsessed with mustard. And I have I a think, question about that. I think mayo. Now I'm not gonna. I love mayo. I'm not on gonna a burger, talk down on a burger. You like that? Yeah. I'm not gonna talk down anyone who likes yeah, mayo on a burger. I think work. it takes I away. Here's I grew question, up in India, but please. I have a question. I have a question on the construction of a burger. Buns on both ends, meat in the middle, cheese or no cheese. It's up to you. Do you separate the ketchup from the mustard? No, I don't think it matters. You combine? I, I don't. I I combine them. Ah. And what I've discovered. So the funny thing, my wife is very big on condiments. Um, in a way that I couldn't appreciate, but as I've tried her concoctions, I, there's a method to the madness. I'm very much about it. Um, combined for sure. I mean, really? my wife is crazy. She's like putting condiments on. She's like swirling and mixing them. My it's wife like, too. All it's a little be, weird. Yeah, it is weird. You're like watching this. I watch then, my wife. It's like a chemistry experiment. It's exactly it. Dude, you can literally feel. And I'm like looking at her like, honey, what are you doing? Yeah. And it's got to be perfectly spread across like yeah. all of it. It's like, yeah. you know, we just fucking pour it they on. It's about just it. in the middle. Big deal. I'll wait till I get to the middle to have it. Like it's perfectly spread on the bun, everything. And for my wife, too, it's like, well, you can't just have it on the top. You also have to have it on the bottom or it can oh, be somehow the uneven. same concoction? Yes. And I got to say, it does work. Mm. It does work. So what I do is I put the ketchup on top and I like the mustard on bottom for me. Interesting. So I, I, do, do, I do everything. You know why? So when I take a bite, it's in your mouth ah. as you're chewing. It combines. For me, it's more interesting. Mm, it I get, separates it. Yeah, but I get the hint of each independently, and as I combine it, as I you know chew and swallow, it's I for me just, interesting. I would just offer a suggestion. I'll try it. Try it. Combine. I haven't on the ever top, done that. And I think when it's combined, something magical happens. It's even better. <laughs> and Bambino, you're not going to have just one. No, you're have three. That's true. No, you could oh. do a couple, <laughs> bro. Bro. <laughs> He's not wrong. You know? I can sit and have five, six hamburgers. Easy. No problem. It's, Listen, it, when well, we went to the Italian restaurant, we ordered three. It's a problem, bam, but it's bam, no bam. problem. Bam. No problem. It's crazy. It's no problem. Dude, it's 4th of July. I like, I like America. <laughs> I like the combination of mayo and ketchup. I do more too. than yes. ketchup and mustard. So Mrs. Bam Bam is a huge proponent of mayo, and so is my wife. And oh my, my wife too. I have to admit, I admire their level of detail. Like yeah. you mentioned, Mrs. Senator. Yeah, it's uncanny because she, Mrs. Bam does the same thing, and I'm just sitting there watching it. I kind of admire it. But it's also a little crazy. Yeah, right. no, I literally I laugh. Like she'll she'll just stand there, and I'll I'll be I'll like see it, and then I'll leave the room, and I'll come back, and I'm like, you're still just spreading yeah. a condiment on yeah. like something in, you're eating. She's like, well, it has to be even. <laughs> like what? But there's is, a method to it. It it, it tastes yeah, great. It's endearing. It's it is it's cool. All to right, see next that. question. Yeah. What is your best cut of French fries? Like what shape do you like? Uh, With a burger. Easy. Easy. I like the steak fries. I love steak cut because fries. they're thicker. For me, I like I the steak. For me personally, I like the thicker fry. Senator, Sh by the way, for the listeners, his, his, his head just flew off his body. In complete disapproval. Again, I have strong opinions because these are things that I, I try to limit myself in terms of how much I eat them. So these are like a few times a year for me. So I've got to really enjoy them when I have them. Please share your strong opinion. This is new for us. Go oh, ahead. yeah. No, I've never heard <laughs> a strong opinion from Senator. <laughs> this is new. This is You're opening up. I'm, I'm very appreciative. Shoestring, yeah. period. Uh -huh. They get uh, too crispy. I like them thin and I like rough edges. 
Is anyone going to dispute that McDonald's has the best, the best fries? The best fries in the world, I McDonald's. Agree. I don't disagree. No so doubt. then, I'm sorry. I mean, you can't. You no. Can't. Oh, no. dude. And Five Guys. Five Bro, Guys has the best Wendy's fries. Wendy's is so satisfying. It's like eating yeah. just, it's a fresh potato slice. They changed the I'm, recipe. It's got some skin. No, I love McDonald's skin. too. No, I, I know. But look, I said the McDonald's thing. Everybody said, fry. oh, amazing. And then even I if you're going to say. All right, I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. It's not like an actual potato. If you're going to say that McDonald's makes great fries, even if you're going to say Wendy's, then you're acknowledging that shoestring is a great fucking way to go. Yeah, McDonald's it's, it's is so now way. is it ketchup with fries or is it mayo with fries? Mayo, ketchup, mayo with fries. <laughs> I like I mayo ketchup. and ketchup. Mm. So I don't need fries a lot for the same reasons you do for health purposes. But when I want to go for something like a heavy carb meal and I want to have a treat, honestly, Wendy's fries is so freaking satisfying. They're thick. They're not greasy. They're they're crumply on the ends. It's awesome. You're gonna say they're better than McDonald's? It's they're, not possible. Well, the, so, they, so you, McDonald's are really crispy and small. I can eat like three Wendy's fries are better than McDonald's fries. I oh, think. I, I do think God. so. Yeah. I'd love to I hear what the listeners that. think, but oh, please, McDonald's McDonald's wipes the floor. I want to hear what the yeah. listeners think. And yeah. by the way, can we just all agree that Burger King is trash? Yes. Okay. Thank you. I love the Whopper. No. Stop it. Oh, the, the charbroil thing. Uh, come it, on. It works. I will give them <laughs> now, here's, what, what about the Five Guys fries? Hold Do you on. guys not like so, so time out, time out. I'm with Rooster. I'm with Rooster. Those are pretty the good. The second are good. best fries are Five Guys fries. They are good. They are good. They use the peanut oil to fry. Yes. Yeah, it's very and good. They yeah. do double. You it's know. nice. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. So regarding the Whopper, I'm sorry. I got to talk about the Whopper. I get it with no cheese, no mayo. And I get three of them at a time. I thought you no bun. No, no, I eat the bun. These are the full size whoppers. They're like a little mini. Like this is when I'm like off the rails, and I don't care what I'm eating that day. You sound like an American. America. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah! Very, very patriotic. Yeah, love the whopper. So I got to tell you, I you know when I was very young and I just come uh, to the U.S., I did Mm. work at Roy Roy Rogers. I put in three days. I used to love that place. I worked another place. I worked there in high school. Put in a day. But when I worked for Burger King. Strawberry shortcakes. Yeah. And those roast beef sandwiches, those weird roast beef. They were weird, but they were really good. (laughs) The lizards are off the rails, boys, talking about food. Let's let it go. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck yeah. America. Fuck yeah. I'll leave it there. McDonald's. Fuck yeah. Did they say that? Yeah, they did. I missed that. So I got another one to add to it. E.P. Carrillo, mm. Pledge of Allegiance. This cigar is great. It's, it's tremendous. Is it it's, not? It's tremendous. We're yes. a little over halfway through. Yeah. I'm just Loving totally it. in love with this cigar. Even as we're discussing this, like, obviously, you can sense the enthusiasm in the room for the listener. Like, all five of us are really, really enjoying this cigar. You know, I mean, this is... I'm actually, I think I'm going to have one of these on the 4th of July. I like, this so. is a great cigar. If we do I, have to cover the drink. Uh, we haven't even touched we the drink We haven't even talked about We're the drink We're enjoying the cigar so much. <laughs> <laughs> the drink has been completely As forgotten. Senator holds up the glass. <laughs> We're He's 50, like, hello. We're 50 minutes in. All right, before we get to the drink, we got to talk about our pairing tonight. What do you guys think of the cigar? I, I am just blown away by yeah, this. Yeah, so I think the complexity that we experienced in the first half just continues it's very consistent, which I love, and it's just again I'm getting the citrus, and it's it's not it's not relenting. It's picked up in strength a little bit, a tiny bit, in a good way though, in a very, in a very good yeah. way, and it's still much, just it's still the smooth still delivery, smooth. very yeah. smooth, complex way. Yeah, yeah. Has it picked up in strength? I don't feel it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, just touch. no, no. I'm just kidding. I I'm really enjoying it. So. Yeah, it's really good. All right, so let's talk about our pairing tonight. We're a little late, but uh, let's yeah. talk about this. Yes, sir, Senator. Yeah. 
this this was a, a listener recommendation. Lizard uh, Lizard Ediov. That's right. Yeah. Recommended Ediev, this. One of our one of our friends uh, who's a listener, one and of our a dear member friends. of our lounge. Oh yeah. Uh, we saw him drinking this once in the lounge, and we were not familiar with it. Or I certainly wasn't. Well, we kind of laughed at it when he put the bottle on we, the table. We did, and I laughed <laughs> when I took the bottle out of the box because it's literally covered in a fishnet yeah. <laughs> that you can you you, you can, hear. <laughs> This yeah. is the, the fish like, net. Yeah, you're playing a banjo. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's very not, erotic. It is. I'm not sure why that was necessary. I think the glass bottle would have been just fine by itself, but it is the Dimple Pinch 15 year. 15 year. <laughs> and it's a blend, yeah? It's a Let's blended scotch. A blended, uh, yeah, blended scotch. Yeah. I, I like the bottle. It looks nice. I have to say, it's it's actually quite delicious and very smooth. Oh, that's pretty damn good. It's very yeah. good. That's fifteen year aged. Yeah, blended. Now, if it's you a blend, told, it's a blended. It's scotch. a blend. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you told me this was twelve or or ten, I think it's closer to that. It doesn't taste like a fifteen to me. Certainly, the viscosity is not there, but it's well, it's delicious. How much is this? It's very accessible. Really. 40. 40 bucks. 40 okay. bucks. 39.99 for 15 year age. That's so, not bad. Yeah, look, the more you age a scotch, it does get smoother and this is quite smooth. Yeah. The viscosity's not there, you're it's right. It's definitely not there. But, it's very thin to me. But but the flavor, it's really quite delicious. Well, that's it's why surprisingly I mean, delicious. Yeah. So the thing we've we've procured a, a bunch of different spirits that we intend to review on the pod and um, I was just going through trying to figure out what to pair with this and the only reason I had picked this not because I have any affinity for the dimple pinch yeah. where I've even drank it very much. It was the fishnets. Yeah. <laughs> clearly. Clearly. <laughs> but the thing about it, it's smooth, very drinkable, and at an accessible price point. And when I think of 4th of July, 4th of July is not a holiday where I'm breaking out no, you're uh, not. like 15-year single malt totally. or an 18-year single malt. It's where we're being Americans, we are consuming in volume. America. <laughs> Modelo. No, I'm sorry. But right. <laughs> Never apologize. <laughs> and, and so because it's something you're going to consume in volume, I'm like, you know, what's something that's not too heavy, not too structured as a spirit that I would you would be able to drink in volume, not at a crazy price point that you would not want to, you know, procure 10 bottles and put I'm out I'm checking the off table. the boxes as you're talking, yeah. And so the price point... It's not too full. Right. And something that's smooth is just going to keep going down easy. And this fits that bill. Yeah. So Lizard Ediov said that he had, you know, with this with his father for many years, and it's kind of endearing for him. We all laughed at the bottle because of the presentation. Honestly, the bottle is actually quite beautiful, the way it's structured. It is. The fishnet's hilarious. It's a unique bottle. It's very it unique. I, I don't think I've seen anything yeah, like that. No, it's true. But it drinks. And that's the dimple. There's yeah. a dimple on each, on each side, side. On all three sides. Right. It's a three-faceted bottle. It's actually drinking very, very nicely. It is. So no the funny complaints. thing is, on this box, they have a little bit about their history. This sounds incredibly legitimate. I, I can't verify any of this, but um, it says that John Hagen Company has its origins in Scotland's first in Scotland's first distilling family, which has over 350 years of experience in distilling scotch whiskeys, which is crazy. I can That's only take that at face 350 value. I mean, years? 350 years. That's nuts. And it says they've been awarded a bunch of gold medals and, and different awards for their blended scotches. And it says that John Hagen Company distilled the first dimple whiskey in 1890. Wow. Wow. 
three years later introduced the unique and recognizable dimple bottle that we were talking about. It's actually a beautiful bottle. It is. And it says that to the present day, John Hagen Company continues to distill and blend dimple whiskeys, which is pretty remarkable. That's a really long yeah. history. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really surprised. Lizard Ediov, it's a great recommend. I think for being a blend... Which we drink a lot of single malts on the pod. It's true. We don't drink a lot of blends. We're a little snobby that we way. are snobby yep. because of Senator, but let's not you know, you know it's true. You know, let's, <laughs> let's it's a holiday bam. We'll be I nice. Mean, look, Giz, you're right. Let's let's think about the <laughs> um, the blended whiskeys we've done. The Chivas Regal eighteen. Oh, oh. Hey. how did how oh, did hey. that go, Giz? Yeah, you know yeah. what? I think you you repainted Rooster's car one night <laughs> and his sink, my sink on that crap <laughs> in your sink. <laughs> No, I mean we don't drink a lot of blended scotch, right? No. Um and, and and this is for 15 year age, I mean for the price, that's it's really really nice. And the yeah. presentation's great. It's true. Yeah. yeah. It's it's really very nice. And, and no, I think and I think it's pairing great with the cigar. And not a chip of ice in any glass tonight. Yeah. yeah None not of the a five. chip of ice. It's really drinking very good. Which is notable because you know, we think of even, you know, blended scotches are smoother because they can blend to mask certain imp- imperfections and impurities that are in some of the um, the whiskey that they're blending in that. But I don't think there are many blended whiskeys that we drink neat. No. I don't think there's many scotches we drink neat. That's also true. Yeah, that's like true. Like single malts. No. Like even Chivas 18, I don't think we were, you know, sipping that neat for the most part. I think we had like at least a chip of ice just to open it up a bit. This doesn't really need anything. Even the McKellen 12, we got a chip or two in yeah. there. My yeah. Bla- my black label needs a sploosh. The Belvini. <laughs> yeah. Belvini, we're doing a chip or two at least. Yeah, yeah. a chip or two yeah. for sure. Yeah. This is a unique scotch. This is really good. It's for what you say respect. it was 45 bucks? 40. 40. 49.99. Dude. Wow. Great value. That's pretty damn good. Great value. So far, an incredible pairing. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy with this, and and to your point, Senator, it's like, you know, Fourth of July, a holiday like this, you're not going crazy at Christmas or New Year's. You might go a little outside the box a little bit. You oh, might yeah. reach for a deeper. You might reach a little deeper in the humidor. You might reach reach a little deeper in your in your in your, your bar your your liquor collection. That's right. You know, because of that kind of holiday, July Fourth is a very it's it's informal it's casual it's relaxed exactly and but you're and what you're consuming it's very affordable stuff right but it's very high quality both the cigar and the spirit tonight are extremely affordable but very very high quality yeah Great and experience. i think both of them are punching well above to use your phrase well above their weight cost. big time big time are you drinking this in the afternoon i would or would you do beer on Tuesday, I will be drinking this in the afternoon. You know what? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. this is this is an early afternoon start, and I'm taking it right to, <laughs> right to the night. right right to bed. <laughs> taking the bottle with you. I could do that. Nice. Mrs. Bam Bam won't like it, but I'll do it. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. I think July the fourth will be a beer day for me. You're a beer guy. I you know, and for what's July funny, 4th, yeah. actually when when the citrus note came up in the cigar, I was thinking like this is definitely a cigar that would pair very well. With a nice beer, the cigar, the cigar. Oh, I agree. Yeah, with you. I think on July Fourth, this oh, with I agree. A, this with a beer, you know, I think a, it would do very, very well. You know, Pagoda mentioned the Modelo. Yeah, I think this would taste delicious with a Modelo. I love a Coors Light. I think this yeah. would taste great with a Coors Light. It's not. I'm very simple. On not it. so dissimilar. No. Yeah. The only thing I will say, I mean, both of those beers, this cigar is needs full more. flavored and complex. And yeah, it, like Rooster just said, it, it's, it's going to yeah. need more. Yeah. I mean, those I think are more really, like a stout or a porter. Could mm. be. 
Or an IPA. I think or an, an IPA, IPA would even. be great. Because the citrus note yeah. in this would work I, well with an IPA. I agree, yeah. I agree with yeah. that. IPA yeah. would go well. I think we're doing the uh, pinch all day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I also, I don't view 4th of July for me, I, it's not mutually exclusive. I mean, mm, it's, that's it's both. Well, yeah. yeah, hit it all. Hit yeah. it hard. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, it early in the you know day. It is. It's America. <laughs> All right, you're killing our listeners now. If they're playing the drinking game, they're probably all passed. They're out. dead. <laughs> We're doing this for ourselves now. This is true. <laughs> well, Pagoda just took a sip. <laughs> There's nobody, nobody listening. It's just the five of us. Uh, all the listeners have tuned out because they're sleeping. I'm still very happy. <laughs> I've definitely taken a sip every time you've said America, <laughs> and that's why I love you. So, boys, not that you know. Listen, we don't need to do a recap of it. But I was very intrigued and kind of obsessed with this whole Titanic submersible oh, thing. Yeah. Oh, what a tragedy. I mean. Can we have Puba report live from the uh, seat of the. <laughs> from North- <laughs> Nova Scotia? Yeah. No, it's like, it, 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 I mean, to, to this whole thing going down the way that it did. I mean, it's, it's an unbelievable story. But you know what? When this thing happened, right around the same time, there was a was there a ship or some kind of a boat out of Greece? That oh, with the migrants, yes, yeah, seven hundred like, migrants, seven hundred migrants, oh, unbelievable. Yeah. That got very little coverage, yeah, as opposed to to this, yeah, this, the, the yeah. which is tourists, which is a little bothersome. Agreed, agreed. It's more than a little bothersome. You know what's sad? I didn't even know that until you just yeah, said that. Yeah, it's true. That's a problem. Yeah, and a bunch yeah. of them died. Seven hundred people, as opposed and a bunch to five. of them died. And five rich people getting a submarine like idiots going down to the Titanic. Right. Well, you know, there was a kid on that tit- on that submarine. That's that's awful. Just that a, is, such a tragic situation. You know, he was the the 19-year-old kid that Bams oh, mentioned. God. You know what he was looking forward to at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean no. by the Titanic? He wanted to solve his Rubik's Cube. Oh, see. In the submersible mm. on this the floor. That was what he was looking forward to. Like oh, it's awful. It's it's absolutely terrible. Just an awful story all around. And I heard, you know, James Cameron was the, you know, the director of the Titanic and he's been, you know, he's a sea explorer as well aside from being a director. He's been to the Titanic 33 times and he's done tons of other dives, I think 3 or 4 times the depth mm. the depth of the Titanic. Um, three to four times yeah, the depth. One of the trenches that he vi- visited is like three or four times the depth. Imagine the it's pressure crazy. at that depth. Yeah, I mean, this true. thing is what two and a half miles. Yeah. Now? So the yeah. pressure at the Titanic, I heard it described as uh, a building the size of the Empire State Building, completely of made of lead, yeah. that weighing on you. Wow. That's how much the pressure is. So that's, that's why, when you know the submersible they had. This guy Stockton Stockton Rush, I believe his name is. Uh, you know, they had a submersible that was made of three or four different types of material. You know, the hull was made of carbon fiber, the port was made of plexiglass, and, and there was a, a titanium component. So it's like, and that's a problem. By it the way. is. So the combination of materials. What happens with mixed materials? They all react to temperature in a different way and pressure. Yeah, so I'm a, a nerd about this kind of thing. So we specify things for buildings when we build them, based on how they react to temperature changes. And because there's a different coefficient of movement, each material moves and expands and contracts in a different way. You've got to pair things that work together. But when you're compa- when you're combining titanium and plexiglass and carbon fiber. You're, I think, looking for a problem. And, and it's to, a problem. And to do it repeatedly. Yeah. 
you know, you, you know, to keep sending that thing down and at that pressure. A traditional submarine, the hull is six inch thick steel. It's all the same. It's all consistent material. Yeah. There's and no portholes. No, there isn't yeah. for a reason because of that amount of pressure per square foot on the face of this of the submarine. So why would they build a submersible to go with, to that? That I don't. I don't think, and not make it into like a thick steel. Like my that. personal opinion, it probably wasn't built to as per spec, per specification, to go to that specific depth. But that's what it was made for to it, do that. It, you're gonna. You're. But there's no regulation. No. You, well, you, there no, there is. No, no, no. There is on every marine vessel. There is specific regulation and, speci and specifications, and you're going to see litigation that goes against every engineer that was involved in that vessel creation. Well, yeah, because the, it's the, awful. The, the bottom line in all of this, uh, I mean, what Bam's saying there is definitely accurate because there are a number of people that have gone on record saying they were involved with the development of that, the testing. They of had that, issues. That there said, issues. exactly. Yeah. That warned this is going to be a problem. Yeah. There were issues with communication. There were and issues. And they were ignored. With, yeah, yeah, they were. There are like two or three testing agencies nationwide that are responsible for marine vessels. It's like the building code for building buildings. There's like one major code nationwide, and each city adopts its own version of it. I mean, but but for marine vessels, because you're getting into something, <laughs> you're actually taking your life into your own hands, and those specifications have to be deadly accurate. Deadly accurate. Yeah, what I didn't realize that the Titanic is only like. I don't know, off of Nova Scotia or something, right? Well, close to Cape Cod, dude. It's uh, right off the coast, seventy miles yeah, from like not Cape that far Cod. out. But the trench is deep but, there. But back when the Titanic sank, which was around what 1910? 1912. 1912, it hit an iceberg. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's, there's no icebergs there now. Yeah, climate well, change, right? <laughs> no, but what happened was when that all happened in April 14th, 1912, when the Titanic sank. You know, James Cameron drew an interesting comparison to the two failures here, right? In that, the the captain of Titanic was warned of this iceberg field, and he sailed full steam ahead into an iceberg, you know, into waters full of iceberg, with no moonlight, no communication, no vision, and sank the Titanic. And the same thing with this Stockton Rush, the CEO of this company, he was warned over and over. And James Cameron said something along the lines of, the irony is not lost on me that both of these things failed because the captain of these ships refused to acknowledge the warnings that were sent to them right. for the failures that were about to happen. And what's interesting, too, despite regulation, there has been no loss of life in any submersible ever Ever of that submarine? No, anybody who's no a not submersible. That's different than a submarine. Yeah. Submarine's uh, different. Submersible. Yeah. Someone just diving for the thrill of it. There's been no loss of life because there's been such an advancement of technology. Yeah. And here we are with five lives lost. Yeah. It's... Just because you know safety was dismissed. That's right. For two hundred fifty thousand a seat. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But you know, it's like. You know, the Pagoda and I were talking before we came on. It's like, you know, these rich folks, it's like this this wanting to find that next frontier. You know, having all this money in the world and not being satisfied. Well, well this that, is what know. kills me. Like, you know, wanting to find this next frontier, I don't have as much of a problem with it. You know, like the whole... Elon. Elon. Mars. Uh, but <laughs> and, and, and even think of... I mean, Elon, I give way more credit to, but like Bezos, you know, going yep. into space oh, yeah. and bringing... 
all these celebrities and stuff like that. Like William Shatner. There's yeah. Um, (laughs) Did Mike Strahan go on that? No, I I thought I heard that. He might, but I don't think I feel like he did. Maybe not. I don't don't know. (laughs) I think he did. But either way, you know, it's like space exploration. Exploration, I get. There are obviously tremendous risks. We've all seen, you know, these spaceships Huge. literally just explode. Not only that, though. Um, but there's there's a purpose to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, certainly, hopefully nothing we'll have to worry about in our lifetime. But yeah, sure, there may be a day where we need to find other inhabitable places. And right. I get why they're doing that. But taking a submersible to the Titanic, something that is just sitting at the bottom of an ocean that is not going to advance anything useful for us. Nope. I am just, what is the point? There's no point, Senator. What is the point? And then you look at, like, they invited all these people. Like, I'm just sitting there, some guy who's apparently has the most YouTube. Mr. Beast. Yes. Has the most YouTube views or followers or whatever metric. And they invited him. And this kid, at least, was smart enough to say no and didn't go. Right. And I'm like, you invited some guy who has the most YouTube views or followers for no purpose on a mission that yeah. is meant to achieve nothing right. other than yep. to just say we went down to the Titanic that's sitting there. I, it just, why? Yeah. Why? It's not useful. No, you know, but it's interesting because the human race, right? You have early adopters and obviously you have people who are exploring new frontiers. There's always, like if you were to draw a bell curve, there's always a portion of them who are always willing to do that. Maybe that's what made them very successful. Well, in there's their a own portion business. of them that are willing to take the risk and push the envelope. Envelope, and yeah. and you know, so which is good when there's a purpose. That's exactly but it's right. Stupid when there's not. Yeah. So no, there has enough. to be scientific achievement there and enlightenment and information in that in that exploration. Like I fault nobody for space exploration. Like even as silly, like obviously everybody criticized Bezos and all the other you yeah. know, billionaires and rich people <laughs> that went on this thing. And like I get the criticism, but I also like there's some credence to what they're doing and that maybe someday mm-hmm. it will be useful to know that we can get to these places right. and maybe we will need to get to these places. But I'm sorry, there is no one that will ever convince me that we need to go to visit the Titanic. Mm-hmm. There is right. no benefit in doing so other they, than saying I visited the Titanic. Right, right, right. I they, agree. They were going to collect some samples, I think, apparently from... Uh, down there. For from, what? It was yeah. part of this. For oh, what? No. We know <laughs> the fucking Titanic's down there. For what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are we trying to discover we don't, at this We point? don't know what's on Mars, so that's interesting and curious. We don't really know what's on the moon, right? So those those explorations are worth it. Can I ask a question? All right, let's say... Let, let's put safety aside and money aside. Would you rather go to the bottom of the ocean or to space? I'm staying right here. No, but let's, let's <laughs> me let's, too. Let's I say am, it, no, I but am, let's say it's totally like totally guaranteed safe. There's no problem. There's no chance. I'd go to space. I would go to space. Yeah. So there's a biological component to exploring the, the ocean. There are species down there that are probably that haven't been cataloged. They don't know what's down there. So there's a biological interest. I'm not sure how that advances humanity. Is there really? Do we I really know. not know what's at the depths of the oceans? They I feel say like they, we don't. Had. there are a lot of species that we have. They no say idea they about. don't know. Really? But to your point, to Senator's point, it doesn't advance us. Space exploration does advance our humanity and our ability to venture into new worlds. Yeah. And that makes sense. Yeah. But the risks right now, like the radiation exposure in space, unless that vessel is built a certain way with lead shields, you're fucked. You are fucked. Yeah. Unless it's built properly. 
just like exploring the deep oceans. There's safety protocols you got to follow. You know, it, I look at like this this whole Titanic, th- this whole loss of this vessel. It, it, it's an interesting, you know, uh, commentary. I, I think you know to what Rooster was saying about the media coverage, like the amount of money that was spent on the potential recovery of this, to then learn that there is a secret network of the United States or NATO has to detect sound from under the, you know, under, you know, deep in the ocean Mm -hmm. to, you know, maybe see if there's, you know, uh, submarines or whatever may be traveling that at the point of impact, apparently this thing was lost on Sunday Mm -hmm. and they knew it, they heard it to send out all these ships, I guess just for the media exercise, like we're trying. I think that's exactly what it was. And they knew. Yeah. They just couldn't get a, a non-human inhabited vessel there yeah. fast enough to search the bottom to find the wreckage. And they spent four or five days creating hope. Right. Do we creating know, hope? Did they recover the vessel? No. That, they no, can, no, they no, found they're, they're finding they, pieces. Now. They found pieces oh, of God. it. I mean it apparently it the implosion is so fast. Sure. At that pressure, it, it actually crumples with enough pressure, like a tin can, like a tin can, and it it happens oh. so fast that it's even faster than your brain can even Unreal. recognize that something has happened. It's that fast. It's like half the time that your brain can sense pain. So that's certainly, a, it was painless for them, which is wonderful. That's good yeah. to hear. That's but a good thing. Yeah, it's also like we knew this on Sunday, yet we sent ten wow. ten you know countries worth of. Uh, uh, isn't that vessels called, out there to find? Isn't it called damage control? Right, they've got to go out and show us and put a show of force and make an effort. I mean, they don't have to. I, I, like, I don't they, know. You know, they they did because these are really wealthy people that are down there. Exactly. That they feel like they they have to do that, and yeah. that's what's sad. Like Rooster tells the story yeah. about what's going on. Where's the extraction for the seven hundred people? Right. That you know, and nobody what gives about a them? shit. Nobody, nobody cares. cares about it's them. awful because they were poor immigrants who nobody cares. About. Nobody gives right. a shit. That's a problem. And yeah. again, for me, I would feel much worse if there were no warning signs this has been tested rigorously and there was every reason to believe this would be perfectly safe and perfectly routine but when you are warned there are people on record at the time at which all of this was tested saying there are problems and you should not do this it's just a matter of time yeah there was a guy that who was to be there. It's just hard for me to be a sympathetic, and <laughs> it, it is even more infuriating that there was a young miner down there. Yeah, yeah. That some idiot adult said, "This is okay, and <sighs> you should come with us on this stupid it's expedition." Horrible. Like it's so irresponsible. It Absolutely is infuriating. Absolutely. We're like, say whatever you want about Bezos and all these other people have gone to space. Like clearly, they tested the shit out of it. That mm-hmm. there was not an issue. I give them credit for that, and I doubt that Jeff Bezos would have gotten on a rocket ship yep. if people told him, if anyone told him, that there is a high likelihood this is going to be problematic and yeah. not work. I don't think he wants to end his life. That's not his goal, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's just so hard for me that the warning signs were there and they were ignored, and then this horrible thing happens. That's what kills me about this. That's what I have a hard time being as sympathetic as I would if it's tested. We have every reason to believe this is going to be business as usual. Right. And that's not what happened. Yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a guy who was interviewed who's been on that vessel, apparently, gone down to the Titanic six times. Wow. And he said each time mm. there was some issue. There's a problem. Whether it was communication or it was, you know, something with the vessel. 
He said that those were signs like, you know, yeah, apparently they got these. stuck at one point and all of the passengers had to rock the vessel loose by shifting their weight oh, from oh, left oh, to right oh, in oh, the oh, vessel oh. to get loose. Oh. So the other thing that's wild about what happened with this implosion is that apparently they knew there was something wrong and that the communication happened that they were trying to come up, you know, they released whatever uh, mechanisms they had to come back to surface. And they were in the process of coming back to surface when it imploded. So either they heard some noises or some sort of trigger. Well, you're going to start hearing like a crackling noise. Exactly. And stress, like not stress fractures, but the sound of that. That's got, it, it must have been horrifying. It yeah. just must and then have been it, terrifying. And then in a, in a instant, moment that in we can't even comprehend. Yeah, yeah. It just happens. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. We were talking about using... Uh, Mustard and ketchup on hamburger buns to fucking <laughs> submersible. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards podcast. <laughs> Listeners, we cover it all. <laughs> I'd much rather have the mustard conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just, you know, it's something that's just, it's just so crazy. And it's a big story. You know, that, yeah. you know, and it's a tragedy. Almost, you know what, over a hundred years later, there's another wreckage down there. Yeah, I know. Yep. And sadly, a hundred years from now, there'll be some other idiots that try to go down just to see it. That that's what yeah, just to see the second right. I mean, even if they had found the vessel, how were they going to bring it up? You can't. No. Even if they found them and they were alive, they couldn't bring it up. Yeah, they couldn't bring it up. There's no mechanism to do it. No, not yet. You know, it's crazy. All right, boys, we're coming to the end here of our pairing tonight. The EP Carrillo. The Pledge of Allegiance. The combustion on this cigar, the room is full of smoke. It's, it's such insane. an excellent cigar. Excellent cigar. And the uh, and the scotch, the blended scotch, is excellent. It's actually a delicious pairing to it. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Very, very good. So what are, you, what are you guys getting in the last third here of the uh, Pledge of Allegiance? For me, the last third here is where it has picked up in strength. I think Rooster was mentioning this Big was starting time. to happen. And I think it's firmly full now Absolutely. in the, the final third. Absolutely, yeah. But it's still delivering all that flavor in a smooth, yeah. enjoyable way. So I'm, I'm very happy with it. It's not hard to, to continue to smoke this. We're a lot of new worlds. Some of them, let's say, when you get down to an inch, which is where I am, and a lot of us are, hard to continue, right? But this is, this is still delivering beautifully. And I think off the truck, I mean, <laughs> I've only had this for a few Four days. Four days. I've only had this for a few days. Like... To think that it hasn't acclimated to my tower, generally, I think all of us, when we get New World cigars, we're trying to reduce the humidity a little bit. Always. It's performed great, smoked great, burned great. Everything about it, has. it's almost like it's been in my tower for six six months. So it's interesting. You know, whenever we get New Worlds and we bring them home. Can we, sorry, can we not yeah, say New Worlds? It's any cigar. We any, do the same 100%. with 100%. Yeah, we're always pursuing the reduction of humidity, right? That's the always the goal initially Absolutely. for every new cigar that you have. It's the U.S. wrapper. <laughs> America. <laughs> I think I'm out of a drink. Take a sip, boys. <laughs> Pagoda needs more. To, Honestly, uh, that's worth a refill. It's worth a refill. That's really good. It's very good. Yeah, credit to Eddie Off. Yeah, Lizard Eddie Off coming yeah. through. Absolutely. So are you guys ready to do the formal liquor rating on the Dimple Pinch 15-year-aged blended Scotch. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Dimple Pinch? Dimple Dimple Pinch. pinch. All right, Bam, you're up. I like the name. (laughs) For the price and how it's it's drinking, I have been 
tossing between a nine and a ten. Wow. Really? I mean, wow. I, you have to look. You have to. Give I didn't this, think that's where you were tossing, but okay. I mean, it has a lot of merit. It's actually very tasty. It's it's very smooth. It's very drinkable. It's easy to drink. And for how much? Forty. Forty bucks. If I can give it a nine point five, now nah, that's an eight is too low, Rooster. I'll go. I'll go nine on this guy. Nine. All right. Yeah. Pagoda. Yeah, I've been between an eight and a nine, and I'll go nine today. My man. For EDF. Yeah, Lizard EDF. Senator. So I'm going to give it an eight, and I think that's a great score. It's a good score. Um, the reason for me it's an eight, the, the merits that have earned it an eight, it's really smooth, very drinkable, it has just enough flavor. Um, I get no aftertaste that you get. A lot of these more accessible price point whiskeys generally it's pretty clean you'll say like oh there's great flavor here and then you're just left with this kind of metallic aftertaste yeah. like i think of like doers you know yeah. doers super yeah. accessible i get this metallic aftertaste that's just not enjoyable you don't get that here which is a huge credit to this mm -hmm. the only reasons for me it's not a nine or a ten um there's no complexity it's very very straightforward true it's a little thin it's um thin. it could be it could have more structure to it um, but other than that, you know, it's a, it's a very enjoyable scotch. I would, if someone poured this for me at a 4th of July barbecue, oh, I'd have no complaint. It's a firm eight. And, I'm very and no harshness. No, yeah, and no harshness. Honestly, an eight and above, like an eight and it's a very, very, very good, good score. score. Yeah, high yeah. recommend. Oh yeah. High recommend. So I'm also at an eight for pretty much exactly the same reasons. The only reason it's not a nine for me. It doesn't intrigue me enough to go out and buy it yeah. and drink more of it. I, I don't know if it's the flavor profile, but the viscosity is not there. i got to interrupt you. Go ahead. When you have a group of people that you want to entertain, this is a great, it's like the Glenlivet, the versatility of that, where you can serve it to a big group. This is also kind of in that category, dude. Well, it's funny you say that because when Ediav had brought this to the lounge. <laughs> Dude, that was a hilarious night. <laughs> this apparently comes in like a 1.75 oh, handle. Oh, Wow. He had Jesus. a handle he of did. this. He was Oh, pouring. he did. Oh, so right. to your point about when you're in a group, you can buy this in a giant bottle and serve it yeah, to the group. Yeah, the versatility is there for this guy. I just don't think that this is ever going to pop up in my brain when I'm shopping for spirits. That's no, true. It, it's yeah, a delicious yeah, yeah. spirit, yeah. but it's just not something I'm going to go for. I so that's it, why it's an yeah, eight for me. I think for the listener, it's a must try. It's a great for like an everyday thing or if you got a big group. Yeah, And you know, yeah. having said that, none of us have reached for a cubifice for a blended scotch. It's that's crazy. Yeah, that's that's true. true. Yeah. Because so, typically, you know, like... That's a great fucking point. And honestly, when you have a big... I'm sorry. Yeah. When you Again, I'm always going to that big group thing with scotches like this. It's so affordable. Everyone will be satisfied. They'll get a rich, rich tasting spirit. It's It's got some merits, man. So the formal liquor rating, boys, is an 8.5. Nice. It's great. I think Very, that's a great score. So Very let's, perfect. Let's look at some of the other 15s we've done. I know Very some of them, score. I mean, I think it's on the higher end. Well, blend. hold on. This is the only blend that we've ever done, by true, the way. True, but it's still. No, no, no. no we, we've done we, Black Label. We've done Black we've Label. Done. Oh, that's we've true. That's true. Double black. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I, you know, for, as far as 15-year age, I'm going to skip over just the blenders, the blended stuff. The Glen Fittich 15 was a 7.7. .7. The Doers 15 was a 7.6 the mccallan 15 was a 6.5 i mean wow i wow. mean this Dude. really did well and of course boys 
the fruity decadence. <laughs> oh, Don't um, even bring that up. <laughs> I just, I just love saying fruity decadence. That's a fifteen-year-old scotch, though. Of the Singleton yeah. fifteen was a three point six. Jesus! Oh my god! So this scored fifty points above. Almost. So what did what did oh Black Label score? It's got to be eight, eight point two or eight. That was fairly yeah, we, good. We should so Johnny Walker Black was a seven six. Johnny Walker Double wow. Black was an eight point zero. All right. This scored above all of yeah, these. So this is the highest blended whiskey we've done. Blended scotch. You know what? It's got Great. merit. Yeah, it makes sense. Good score. Should do blue label. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Kirk, the Kirkland twelve blend we didn't rate. Why? From Costco. Oh, that I like that spirit. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we also try it again. <laughs> However, I did break that out when we did the. Uh, oh yeah, you did the comparison. The, that's right. The Johnny Walker. The Black. Johnny Walker comparison. Because I was saying it was somehow that Johnny Walker that day was drinking identically to Kirkland. That's true. And some didn't believe me, and I broke it out. No, no, and no. I think everybody agreed. You proved us right. Yeah, you did. All wrong, actually. Yeah, it was no, the no. senator's garage. Just, just Gizmo wrong. Yeah, it was just me. <laughs> Bam! Well, thanks for making him say that. All right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Costco was buying. I'm uh, glad someone else the excess target. black label. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, Pagoda. I'm ignoring you, Bam. All right, all right, boys. You <laughs> you ready to do the uh, formal lizard rating? Yeah. On the EP Carillo, Pledge of Allegiance. 2023. Very good stuff. I'm excited for this rating. Me too. I yeah. can't. I don't even. Dude, I, I have no comprehension. It's ridiculous. Of I can't land. wait. Go. All right. Yeah. Rooster, you're up. Uh, it's a nine. All right. Yeah. Senator. It's between a nine and a 10 for Senator. By the way, he's punching it's his between knee. between a nine and a 10. It's and a $20 it's be a cigar and we're, complex we're and delicious all, all the yeah, way down. You know you love it. All right, it was go ahead. so good. I'm not influencing. Go. I hate that I'm second because I'm, I'm still thinking about this and it's crazily enough it's between a nine and a ten i agree yeah. it's between yeah. nine and ten let me go for you ten hurry up i'm getting late i can't believe i'm gonna do this i'm gonna give it a ten yeah. wow dude it's it, a wow. this is the reason look you know i've said this before when you can't find something wrong with a cigar with a spirit with whatever we're rating you know, it's it's very hard to deduct points. Yeah. The construction was excellent. The flavor was robust, smooth, delicious all the way through. The Twelve, final yeah. third was just as good as the first third. I can't stop shaking my head. Yes. I it's can't true. I can't say this fizzled out at any point. No. Yeah. Um, and the the biggest thing why I will give it a 10, I got flavor notes in this that I have not gotten another cigars new world like this that's right i can't say like oh you know this is just like something else and i i could kind of interchange them i can't i've never gotten citrus, citrus? all the way through thank you with thank you. like cocoa and earth and coffee and some of these other more traditional nicaraguan i thought i was new world i thought notes. i was crazy mentioning lemon but the it's there i thought you were i was like what, yeah what? there's no yeah, i way. still think you are but it, not but because of that it's a real thing <laughs> you and i will have an offline conversation <laughs> and and the last thing why i rounded up and i i just ep carrillo deserves credit i have such a negative impression of these holiday releases of any mm -hmm. brand any cigar it doesn't matter and I think that this is the only brand that I've tried so far that has put out a holiday release that is extraordinarily satisfying. And yeah. I think they deserve a lot of credit for it. So I'm going to round up and give it a 10. There you go. Very nice. So I'm not at a 10. I'm at a 9. Um, I was never at a 10. I think it's a really delicious cigar. I loved everything about it. 
the last third, it got a little bit. I, I got a couple blasts of tar. It's it's true. Tar. I, a I little did. tiny bit, but you I got get, a touch of tar. No, no, but you get beyond it though. If you continue through it, it actually you work through that. It it didn't kick. And me you don't around. get that in a lot of cigars. It didn't kick me around too much. Maybe no, I was smoking true. it too fast. Maybe I, that has to be it because I. The speed when of, you get tar, yeah. I mean, truly, we we all know it. You just have to touch the end yep. and you look at your finger when you have that residue. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah. tar. That's yeah. right. So it has to be the speed. That's it right. Been. I don't have any. I'm like shocked. I'm nothing. Yeah. I thought it was a very good cigar. It just didn't reach the best of the best I've ever had. However. This cigar, for what it is, for its value, absolutely. I'm very comfortable with you giving it a 10 or anyone else. Uh, for me, it's a 9, but it performed great. An Pagoda. Elite, an elite score. It's easy. It's a, it's a 10. Wow. And the combustion was great. You know, uh, it's a cigar I'm definitely going to have in my humidor. Yeah, run out and buy them. Yeah. Bam, bam. Yeah, I am going to go with a 10. Oh wow! The cost of this, and honestly, the combination of of notes, the citrus in particular, on the on the on the retrohale, you're getting a, some fruit, cocoa. It, I don't get this in a lot of New World cigars of this caliber for twenty bucks. Yeah, I was kind of. I will I, pursue this cigar. I was trying to think like what other twenty dollars cigar that I've had that I liked edged out this one. And I was thinking of the Dominicana by Davidoff. Well, yeah, that that's no, so that's, that's exactly the same. Price what was that point. rated, Giz? No, and no, that's twenty four bucks. I might have even nine point two. Nine two. This right. is going to rate higher than that. I, it is. I, I will just say, look, I'm sorry. I love the Dominicana, but this is more complex. Have, I think that's this is way more complex. Oh, but I, I like the flavor profile the of, of the Dominicana. Dominicana. I know that's fair. Over this, that's Very, just me. Yeah. So the former lizard rating boys. Is a nine point six. Yeah, that's nice. incredible. incredible. That's an incredible score, dude. I can't. I can't believe this cigar scored a nine point six. It's an. It's a very impressive. Cigar. I'll be honest. When, well, when, when, you, when you got this, I thought this was going to get a six. Me too. It's a holiday one-time release. I'm like, there's no way they put any serious effort into this. Yeah, man. Clearly, they did. Oh yeah. Yeah, and the other reason why I kind of took off a point was when I when I peeled that footband, <laughs> it took a chunk off the wrapper. Of the wrapper. Yeah. I shouldn't, you know. Well, next I mean, time use a hair is. dryer and kind of melt. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you've got to have steady hands. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you're too. You're too rough, dude. <laughs> Take it. What is it? Tranquilo. 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 <laughs> Todo bien. Todo bien. Todo bien. All right. So uh, let's let's talk about briefly some other EP Carrillos we've done. We did the EP Carrillo Pledge Prequel on episode five, which is crazy to say that this is. Episode 87. It feels like yesterday. Tremendous. We got a uh, 6.5. And the other one we did that we all went out and bought boxes of was the Epicario La Historia El Senador, which got an 8.8. So this wipes the floor with so many cigars that we've done as far as New World goes, but also... But even Cuban, though. I mean, Cuban, too, but also just Epicario. This is... This is far and away the best that we've had. It's quite a statement for E.P. Carrillo. Yeah, yeah. I, I firmly, after having this cigar, I have nothing but respect for their what they do and, and that brand. America! <laughs> <laughs> and our great nation. That's it. <laughs> the immigrant story. The American yeah, dream. That's right. Yeah. It lives. Oh, yeah. Listen, we uh, we are not forgiving with our ratings and, and, and how we feel about cigars and, and spirits that we rate here. And to have an evening... With an 8.5 for the Dimple Pinch 15-year-age blended scotch 
and a nine point six. Yeah, nine point six. It's it for a limited edition region uh, like release from Epicario. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, I think Senator said it earlier. It's surprising how well both elements perform tonight. Unbelievable. Really incredible. If I I could have it's never shocking. I could have never imagined when I got this box that we would have rated this a 96. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Never. You, you know, a part of me thinks that maybe the cigar enhanced the drink today. Very well could yeah, have been. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It was a perfect pairing. Oh, delicious. Perfect. It leaves pairing. a coating in your mouth. I'm like experiencing it still. It's great. It's great. All right, well, happy 4th of July to our listeners out there. America. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. And gentlemen, we are patriots with those two ratings tonight. Yeah. Look at us. All right, great night, great pairing. We'll see you all next week. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, hello at loungelizardspod.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at Lounge Lizards Pod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week.